Welcome to Speak the Truth in Love with Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia on WCGA 1100 AM, where we do speak the truth in love, based on Ephesians 4.15. In today's woke PC culture, there are many forces that want to stop free speech, especially for people of faith. Good men and women must be willing to stand up for their faith and be salt and light to preserve our freedom. True freedom comes from faith in Jesus Christ. In John 8.32, God's Word says, The truth will set you free. Today I welcome you, friends, and I just like to go into some things that have been bothering me lately, and I just want to talk about them a little bit. And one of them is a whole debate of climate change. And one of the things that I do know is it's really a lot of the purpose behind climate change and the discussion is really about controlling us. It's a way for uh, the evil of the world to get the population of the world down to, they say, around 500 million. It's a way for them to tell us where we're going to live, what we're going to eat, how much we're going to be able to travel, you know, carbon emissions while they jet set around. And folks, we cannot allow that to happen. Good men and women must be willing to stand up and fight against this. And I want to encourage you, you have a voice. I want you to call your senators, call your House members, call your governor, call your state reps in your local area, and get involved in this process. Climate change happens. It's like I've said before, a friend of mine said, I believe in climate change, and I do. I believe in climate change. It's called the weather. And God's Word says in Matthew 24 a lot about that. And the evil one knows that. He knows what God's word says, and he knows that his time is short. So I want to read from you, to you from Matthew 24. And if you ever want to know what's going to happen in the future, this is a key chapter in the Bible, Matthew 24, that I want to encourage you to read. Jesus left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to a point to point out to the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these? Do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Now let's think about that word. (coughs) Jesus was prophetically saying to them that that temple would be destroyed. And that's what happened. In the year 70 A.D., the Romans came in and destroyed the temple. And we have people say, well, that's a a kind of scripture that was written, quote, after the time it happened. But that's not the case. These are things that were written before the temple was destroyed. And we think about the rest of that, the signs of the end of the age. Verse 3. As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and at, at the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in the name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. 
see that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet near. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation, and put you to death. You will be hated by all nations, and there will be great falling away for my name's sake. Betray, there will be betraying of people one to another. They will hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And the end will come. Now, folks, I want you to think about that scripture I just read to you. A lot of places want to say that uh, in this climate change debate that a lot of the things going on in the air, the change in the weather pattern, recent rains in California, for example, and the drought that was before that, they want to say that those things are created by man. And I want to argue with you that that's not the case. God's in control. And again, you look at verse 5, people being led astray. Think about what they're calling right and what they're calling wrong in today's world. They're calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. People are being led away. You got rumors, wars and rumors of wars going all around us. Israel, Gaza, Lebanon, Jordan, all those countries around Iran, all around Israel and Ukraine and Europe with Russia and the United States that's right in the middle of it all. And I just want to share with you that these realities are things that God's word said are going to happen. And again, we think about famines and earthquakes. I mean, we hear about it all the time. And people try to say there's more and more earthquakes, and it's caused by climate change and man's control of that. And it talks about the birth pains getting closer and closer. We've all been around people that have had babies, or maybe a wife or a child or uh, you know, grandparent or whatever, parent, excuse me. And you've been around that process. And how the closer the baby gets, or in our case, the closer Christ's return happens, is going to happen those birth pains get closer and closer together. So there's warning signs of that. Verse 10, the great falling away. How many of us argue, would argue that a lot of churches, mainline denominations, mainline leaders in the church are falling away? Many of them are starting to reject Christ. They're starting to water down the gospel. Uh, and we just think about all the things that are going on around us every day, folks. And again, that's all part of God's plan. That's all part of what he told us was going to happen. And when you read on in uh, Matthew 24, 15 through 18, it talks about an uh, abomination of desolation and how there's going to be tribulation. I'm not going to read that in detail today, but you, I want to encourage you to read it and just learn what is going to be happening. Those false prophets are going to arise and all the different things coming on. But I want to go on down to verse 29, Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then there will appear in the heaven the sign of the Son of Man and all the tribes of the earth will mourn 
and they will see the Son of God coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. And again, when you think about what is going on and that return of Christ, I just want you to be aware of what is going on. I don't want anybody to perish. I want anybody I know to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior so that someday I will be assured that I will see them in heaven. And I just want to encourage you with that. And again, the climate change, folks, it's about control. It's about getting you to follow, in my view, a false religion created by man. They want to control, again, what you eat, where you go, where you live. And we do not want to be a part of that. And we're going to be able to stand above that because of our faith in Christ. And again, we talked about in that verse 29 through 31, the coming of, the man, of, of man, of the son of man, Jesus Christ. And in 32 through 35, it talks about the lessons of the fig tree. And we don't understand exactly a lot of things sometimes, but the fig tree is good as a lesson because it reminds us at a certain time of the year, that's when it's starting to grow and it's starting to have those new plants, new leaves coming out of it and that fruit. And so when you see these things happening, that sign, this is another sign that God will have at the end times of Christ's imminent return. And again, no one knows. The rest of it is in 36 through 51. The real part of it is, you know, really no one knows the hour of the time. So we don't know exactly when it's going to happen, but we know because of these birth pains getting closer and closer that that birth of this, of what God's word says is going to happen, is going to happen. And just like in the days of Noah, before Noah and his family got on that boat, there were a lot of things going on, evil going on. And that's why God had to judge the world. And someday that type of judgment is going to come again. And when you think about what the Word of God says, in that judgment, if there are 8 billion people in the world, the first seal judgments, if you will, the first seals that God talks about in Revelation, one quarter of the world population will be destroyed, be wiped out. So you'll go from 8 billion to 6 billion. And then it goes on to say, with the judgments of God come, which are greater than the seals, and each judgment gets worse and worse, that that another third of the population will be will be wiped out. So we'll get down to 4 billion people. The earth will be cut in half. So see, the evil people are saying we want it at 500 million. The Word of God says because of the evil of the world and our rejection of Jesus Christ, part of that judgment is going to be taking that world population down. And you say, well, wait a minute. Why would God, a loving God do something like that? He is trying to warn us. He allows these woes, and yet we will not listen. And it's just like the rebellious son in the prodigal son story of Luke 15. We know the reality of that. You know, you, you have this son that says, I want to go my own way, and I want my inheritance now, and I'm going to run away, and I'm going to live the life of partying, and I'm going to waste all my money. And eventually, God is going to have to bring him home. That's what our hope is. And so he gives us those opportunities to repent and come back to him. But yet the world says, no, we don't want to do that. We want to, we want to continue in what we're doing, and we're calling evil good and good evil. And I think, again, again, folks, about how 
There are so many things that we're allowing and seeing around the world. We've got our own United States government trying to tell Israel how to fight a war. And yet they want this so-called two-state solution. A two-state solution is not possible. If it was, Gaza would have worked. Gaza gave that situation, those people, an opportunity to form a government that could prove that they did not want from the sea, from the sea to the to the to the river, to be wiped out. They were given that opportunity in the Gaza Strip to run a country, and they failed miserably. Even though the world governments, all the governments, gave them so much money, they were spending all that money to build caves, build tunnels, and build a weapon system. They were not building it to help their people, and so the, a two-state solution is not possible. It cannot happen. The world's going to try to force that on Netanyahu and the people of Israel, but that cannot happen. Even though you got these countries around them that are threatening them, and they will probably, they will at some point, the whole world will go against Israel, but Israel will stand because God will intervene. It's not going to be because America supported them. It's not going to be because Europe supported them. It's going to be a miracle of God that is going to protect them. And I think about different articles I've read. I read one recently by a guy named Chris Doyle who laid out some really good things in regard to uh, this, what I'm talking about, about particularly the subject of climate change. The weather is a constant conversational topic. This week, the weather is more than a discussion. It is a filibustering oration. For example, in California, we've never experienced a level of rain like it's been lately, and it has caused quite a bit of conflict, going from drought, and now their water resources are being filled. But the water is running off so much, the reservoirs are kind of beyond the water. It's going back into the sea. And again, we see nationwide weather events, and people keep going, well, it's because of climate change. It's because of man's involvement. But again, I argue that God controls the weather. Again, the weather is not something pe- you know people can con- they can't control it. We can respond and prepare, but nobody pre- can prevent bad weather from happening. For Christians, it should remind us of who can control the weather. Obviously, God. You get too far from, and for example, the Earth, where the Earth is. You get too far from the sun, and the planet turns into a giant frozen wilderness. You get too close to the sun and everything everything simply melts or evaporates. But even as of, as of course, the cosmic anthropic principle reminds us that cosmos looks as if on planet Earth there was an intelligent, intentional design to sustain life. We're living in an increasingly secular age that tries to find out any other explanation than for the fact that God created the Earth as a human habitation. And I used to have a relative that would argue about, quote, a new earth. How, and they they did not want to believe in intelligent design. This is a person that grew up in a Christian home and went to a liberal theology school and got transformed in their worldview. And I want to tell you something, folks. If you don't believe Genesis 1 through 11, the creation story, the flood, and everything that's happened, then your worldview is going to be skewed. And again, I want to I want to encourage you to read the Bible. Don't take my word for it. Read 
what the Bible says about Genesis in Genesis 1 through 11, about creation, about how things came about. And I always love to share this fact. If eight people came off the boat with Moses, or excuse me, Moses, Noah, excuse me, Noah, if eight people came off that boat, how long does it take to get from eight people to almost eight billion people? And the world grows, we know, historically about 1% net a year. So if there are 8 billion people, it's going to grow about 80 million people this year. So if it grows at 1% a year from 8 people, it, it takes less than 1,700 years to get to 8 billion. Now, folks, if man's millions of years old, that's just mathematically impossible. And again, people will argue, but you can't argue with the math. They'll try to say certain diseases or whatever wipe people out. But I want to encourage you, God is in control. Another great analysis of weather from a Christian worldview um, is in a book called Trusting God by a guy named Jerry Bridges. And he talks about some things that I think are quite interesting. But God has not walked, this is an example, but God has not walked away from the day-to-day control of creation. Certainly he has established physical laws by which he governs the forces of nature. Those laws continuously operate according to his sovereign will. A Christian TV TV meteorologist has determined that there are over 1,400 references to weather terminology in the Bible. Many of these references attribute to the outworking of weather directly to the hand of God. And when I think again, you look at those 1,400 references in the Bible, I've never sat down and counted them, but God proves continually that he is in control. Jeremiah 10, 13 is an example. When he thunders, the waters in the heavens are, are in turmoil, and he causes the clouds to rise from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain and brings the wind from his storehouses. And folks, that's just one of many scriptures, and I'm going to read more. We're going to take a quick break. This is Clint Day from St. Simon's Island, Georgia, on WCGA 1100 AM, where we do speak the truth in love. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Speak Truth and Love, Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia. And we're just talking about how God controls the weather, controls the boundaries of the sea, and some of the scripture that I just want to talk about. Uh, Psalms 147.8, who covers the sky with the clouds, prepares rain for the earth, and causes grass to grow on the hills, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind that executes his commands. Job 37, 3, 6, and 10 through 13. He leashes his lightning beneath the whole heaven and sends it to the earth. He says to the snow, fall on the earth, and to the rain, shower, be a mighty downpour. The breath of God produces ice, and broad waters become frozen. He loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. He brings the clouds to punish men or to water the earth, and he shows his love. Amos 4, 7. I also withhold rain from you when the harvest was still three months away. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it from another. One field had rain, and another had none and dried up. Zechariah 10, 1. Ask the Lord for rain in the season of spring rain. The Lord makes the rain clouds and he will give them showers of rain and crops in the fields for everyone. John 3, 8. The wind blows where it pleases, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it's going. 
So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. And again, folks, I just I just want to remind you, you know, we got all these men and these leaders, political leaders, trying to convince us that they control the rain, they control the weather, that man really controls it. And again, I'm not going to debate anyone. I want clean water. I want clean air. I don't want the rivers and seas with a bunch of trash. I don't want the Pacific Ocean with islands of plastic bottles from China and India and other countries from America, wherever they're from. I don't want that. I mean, I want them cleaned up. I do know that. But just as we did not control your physical birth, so you cannot control your spiritual birth, it is a gift of God through the Holy Spirit. Weather can be unpredictable, which is a great analogy of how we are limited in our knowledge of God, but we know he is in control of our lives, just as he's in control the weather. Again, when I think about climate control and the WEF, for example, World Economic Forum that just met in Davos, they are there to control you. They want to be the ones that try to tell you where to live and how to live. And when you look at the World Economic Forum, I encourage you to look it up. Just, you know, Google it. And you see what their intentions are of their organization. A lot of good things, a lot of good ideas. But that's just like Satan. He always tries to fake out people by acting, if you will, in, a, in an antichrist way. He tries to act like he's the good guy, but eventually he comes back and stabs you in the back. But again, let's look at the World Economic Forum's goals. They want to end poverty. We all want to end poverty. We don't want anybody hungry. But God's word says there will always be the poor among us. That's just a reality of life. Number two, end hunger. We talk about ending hunger. We all want to end hunger. But there's always going to be evil that's going on. If we had the proper distribution channels, we could feed everybody. Think about here in America, how often we'll throw literally decent food away that could be nourishment for somebody. We do have a distribution problem. I'll own that. But again, good goals sometimes with evil intention. What is Bill Gates doing buying up all the farmland? What are a lot of evil people doing? Our, some of our major corporations, our major uh, pork industry, they're owned by communist China. Now, is that there for our good in America, or is that for their good in China? How do we stop these type of controls going on? Number three, goal, number three goal, well-being. Number four, quality education. Number And who can't argue with that? I mean, we all want quality education. We all want well-being for people. But again, for them, it's about control. You will own nothing, and you will be happy. You will not own your house, your apartment. We're going to make a place for you to smart cities, if you will. We're going to put everybody in cities. You're not going to be able to live in the country on 10 acres. You're going to live in a city, and everybody's, it's going to be a communist system where everybody gets to have their time at the farm or their time somewhere else. It will be totally controlled by the World Economic Forum's agenda. Gender equality. I mean, we all want equal rights, but it's like God's word said, I made you male and female. He didn't say I made you male and female plus, plus, plus. But yet, what does the evil of the world want to do? It wants to convince people that they can be the opposite of the sex that God gave them, even though their DNA can never change. And of course, I'm sure they're people, they're scientists, they're trying to figure out even how to change DNA. It is evil. It is wrong. 
They want number six, water and sanitation for all. We would agree with that. Of course we would. But again, it's about control. We're going to put you into a smart city. We're going to, you're not going to own a car. You're going to be able to get around the way we want you to. You're, only going, to have, you're going to have to get permission to go where you want to go, much like communist China does right now with communists with their social uh, system, social credit score, if you will. Number seven, affordability and sustainability of energy. And who's not for that? We're all for that. But again, the way they're trying to do it with electric cars, electric vehicles, most people don't want them because they can't go very far with them. And if it's a snowy day, your car won't start. So again, I just want to make you aware of it. It's not to be scared. It's just to be prepared. We're going to take another quick break. This is Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia on WCGA 1100 AM. We'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. Welcome back to Speak Truth and Love with Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia on WCGA 1100 AM. We're talking about the World Economic Forum's goals. And again, folks, a lot of these things are good as overall goals if it included freedom. But the biggest concern I have, it does not include freedom. Or they want to redefine what they mean by freedom and where you can get to come and go and how you live. Again, we talked about number seven, affordability and sustainable energy. Think about what Biden has done in our administration. He has done things to benefit China with electric cars, electric battery vehicles, solar panels, that type of energy. Yes, we all want that. But on a cold day or a cloudy day in a certain part of the country, it would mean you don't have power. On extreme cold or extreme heat, you wouldn't have power. They want to control your AC. They want to tell you you can't have a, a, a gas stove in New England. You can't have a gas heater in New England. But yet you know and I know if a snowstorm comes through and knocks out the power, your family has that gas stove to go to if they need it. But if they don't have it and they're depending on energy, on, on, on electricity, that is a dependency we do not want to have. We want to have options that we can go outside the grid to take care of our family's needs. And yet the government is trying to control that and tell you we've got Biden. He can't control our border, but he can sure control whether you have a gas stove or not. It's crazy. They get you a, a, a toilet that doesn't flush properly. You have to flush it three times to make it work because they want to limit the amount of water that goes into it. Again, I'm all for the balance of all this, but I'm just saying the free market should be the main driver of that. Yes, government can help in some ways, but they also tend to take away our freedom. Okay, number eight, decent work for all. And a lot of the AI and things that are going on right now, they want to put everybody on some sort of basic income. Now think about it. Instead of going to work every day and producing and accomplishing goals, they want AI to come in here or robots or whoever to take jobs. And that's what's happening. When they start talking about examples of going to $20 an hour in a fast food restaurant or $50 is somebody throwing out in California right now an hour, when you do that, somebody's got to pay for it. We got to pay for it. We're going to be the ones that pay more more for our food, for our uh, cars being worked on, wherever. Again, I love, I'd love it if everybody could make a minimum wage of $50 an hour. That'd be incredible. But it's going to cost you. It's not free. There's no free lunch. But the government thinks, hey, this is a great idea. This is a way I can get elected. Well, they can say all they want about that. But at the end of the day, 
It's just not reality. It's inflationary and it causes other problems. You lose your job because they decide we're going to hire a robot instead of a person. And just, just think about the fact that that is going on right now. You're seeing more and more restaurants go to some form of self-service. Any, in many places where you go to, the, to CVS, wherever, half the people check out on their own. And, and now, in, 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 I know in Seattle, a lot of your uh, grocery stores, you don't even go to a register. You just go in, you sign up, you put stuff in a bag, and you walk out the door. And it charges you what you got. That's happening right now. Again, decent work for all. Technology to benefit all. Who doesn't want that? But what kind of technology are we talking about? Are we talking about going outside and, and, and some drone flying over us and going, hey, you weren't given permission to come out right now. You must go back inside because there's a new COVID strand around. And there are meetings of international organizations that are going on in our world right now that are trying to decide how they can control your health care. Now, folks, I don't know about you, but I don't want a bunch of technocrats knowing everything about me and my blood pressure, my weight, all those things. That's normally private information. But because of the system that the World Economic Forum wants to do, and believe me, folks, if they can do it from birth to natural death, there are ways that they can control that birth rate. The number You can only have two children or like they did in China. Of course, China has now gotten away from that because they know that's killing literally their population. They have too many old people, don't have enough young people to take care of them. And then you look at other places like on the other end, the spectrum where they're giving people a, quote, right to die. In other words, I'm, I, I'm not happy, so I'm going to go to uh, some theater or something, and they're going to inject me with some drug, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die because I'm ready instead of you know, the other forms of, of uh, suicide that people do today. It's government imposed, government allowed. And again, folks, I don't, it's very hard to be real sick and have someone having real health problems. But to let God's timing take care of that. Man should not be trying to kill men before God's appointed time. And it's, it's a sad commentary that both extremes, the youngest people to the oldest, they're in real trouble. We're in real trouble, as our society says, uh, a life doesn't matter. Because if they can do it on either extreme, they can get them in the middle, too. They can say, we don't like your Christianity. We don't like your uh, form of trying to help people or whatever you're trying to do from your perspective. And from my perspective, the best thing you can do is become a born-again Christian. There's nothing better. That is the best because it guarantees your eternity. But who's to say there won't be people, and there are people, that would stand up against that. They're there right there right now. And again, reduce inequality. What is inequality? How can everybody be the same? They can't be. Not everybody can have the same, especially when you think about people that are willing to take risk and work. Not everything can always be the same. So let's take a quick break. This is Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia. We speak the truth in love. We'll be right back. This is Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia, with Speak the Truth and Love. And I've been going over this World Economic Forum uh, list of goals. And again, they sound fine, but at the end of the day, it's about control. So they're not fine. It's about losing freedom. Number 11, safe cities and communities. We all want safe cities and communities. 
but look at what Democrat leftist control does to a city. How many cities do you know that you would rather live in the city than you would in the suburbs or even out in the country? There are very few cities that are safe enough because of Democrat policies. And we see with immigration, illegal immigration, we all want legal, we want legal immigration, but not illegal. We don't even know where these people came from. Many of them are coming from prisons. Many of them are gang members. Many of them are drug dealers. And yet we're letting them in this country. That is a, a ruse that will come, on to haunt, come to haunt us. We know that. It's already happening. We've already seen it in cities like New York. Uh, responsible consumption by all. Oh, you mean you eat too much food or you eat too little? We want to have responsible consumption by all. They want to take away your cows. They want you to, they want you to eat bugs that, that taste like a cow. I mean, folks, come on. You've been hearing this. It's hard to believe that's where things are going. And you're, some of you are sitting there going, Clint, come on. That's just unbelievable. It's, there's no, there's no, it's truth. It is true. You look at some of the things Bill Gates and his cronies are trying to do to try to control what we eat. And you have farmers in Europe and uh, India and other parts of the world that are protesting. And I've heard that the government in India is bringing in drones to control the farmers and to stop them. Again, stop climate change. <laughs> I mean, folks, God controls the climate. He controls the boundaries of the sea. Protect the ocean. Of course, we all want to protect the ocean. Uh, we all, you know, we want to take care of the earth. But what does it mean? They want to make earth a, a little G God, Mother Earth, if you would, not the Creator God. They want to worship the creation, not worship the Creator. And again, that's not where I want to be. That's not where we want to be. We want to live in peace. And that's one of the things the Word of God warns about at end times. There's going to be this major move for peace and security. Peace and security. Everywhere you turn nowadays, peace and security. The people of Gaza, peace and security. The people of Israel, peace and security. People of Israel, of uh, Ukraine, excuse me, peace and security. Russia, peace and security. The UN, peace and security. But yet, that's not realistic. We're always going to have the wars and rumors of wars because of the sin of man. Yes, it's an ideal, but the Word of God says those wars and rumor, rumors of wars are going to happen more and more. That was number 16, live in peace. Number 17, this is the last one. Mechanisms and partnerships to reach the goals. Again, mechanisms and partnerships to reach the goals. That sounds like the ultimate control to me. It sounds like a system that wants to be able to tell you where to live, where you can go, how many children you can have, what you're going to eat, what kind of job you're going to have. There's a lot of things that do not add up in that equation that I really want to encourage you to consider to realize that God, again, is in control. He's going to take care of us. It's not to fear. It's to be prepared. When you think again about the World Economic Forum, I, I, I encourage you to look it up. Look what goes on in Davos. It's like $100,000 for someone to attend that event. And I just want to encourage you to look at it and try to understand what they're trying to impose on us and understand that it's a real deal. They're, they really understand what the Word of God says, and they really understand that they want to control us. And it's up to us to say, no, we're not going to be controlled by a system that is anti-Christ, anti-human, and anti-freedom. 
And that's why we got to defend our freedom. Okay, let's keep going. Um, one of the things, again, that I look at is other key scripture that I've, you know, we, we can go down a, a ton of them. But one of the key ones that I want to share with you is Proverbs 8, 29, and 30. And I want to encourage you. There are 31 Proverbs. There are 31 days and many months. I want to encourage you to read a proverb a day. You want to be wise. You want to know what God's Word says about business, about health, about relationships. I want to encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. But Proverbs 8, 29, and 30. I was there when I set the boundaries of the sea. So they would not spread beyond their boundaries. And when he marched off the earth's foundations, I was in the arch by his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing in his presence. And again, that's, that's a word that tells us that God controls the boundaries of the sea, not man. And when you think about it, people go, well, um, you know, prove that. Think about our place here in South Georgia and Florida, south of us. At one time, this part of the state was underwater. Was that man that did that? Or was that just a part of the natural weather that God allows to happen? And I want to encourage you, think about that. God's in control. Other scripture, Psalms 33, 7. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Again, he gathers the waters of the sea. Uh, Psalm 104, 5. He set the earth on its foundation so that it should never be moved. Again, he set the earth on its foundation so that it should never be moved. Again, God's word is true. God's word stands true forever. And I just want to encourage you to study God's word. This is Clint Day from Speak the Truth and Love. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Speak Truth and Love, Clint Day from St. Simons Island, Georgia on WCGA 1100 AM. And I'm talking about the, the, the debate of climate change. And I just want to address, which I've done in this process, the scripture again that God's word says that he is in control. He controls the boundaries of the sea. And I'm sharing this to not scare people. I just want you again to be prepared. Prepared, not scared. And we're facing this, the World Economic Forum the climate change cult, the religion, if you will, they know that what the Word of God says about what's going to be happening in the end times. And they're trying to use this system, the World Economic Forum, and control of people to try to explain what the Word of God says is going to happen. And you just need to be, again, prepared. And I think a, a big part of it is that, you know, again, I just feel like people need to understand there, there's nothing wrong with having systems of, of survival, of having things of how to filter water, for example, uh, maybe some freeze-dried food, food that all you got to do is add water to it. And I'm not talking about years and years of supply, but maybe some seeds, learn how to grow a garden, at least do some small gardening that you can do, that you can learn a little bit about how to do that. And again, I know God's word is clear. He does say that he's going to take care of us. He will take care of us. I really do believe that. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and do not return there without watering the earth and make it bare and sprout and furnish seed to the sowers and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return 
to me empty, without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. And again, God's word goes out. He's saying right there, you know, I make the heaven. I allow that watering to, to, to bear that fruit, to, 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 to water those plants, and allow that to grow forth. And again, when you go back to the word, my word will go out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will not return void. So when God's word goes out, it's the truth. All the other words that you hear from the media, from mainstream media that's taken us down a path of destruction. I mean, you it's amazing how often you'll watch the news. <coughs> For example, that the uh, Secretary of Homeland Security would say, the border's secure. And your own eyes see what's going on. Uh, that there's no danger in sex out of marriage. And then you see STDs and other problems. They'll, they'll constantly try to tell us that the Word of God is not the place that you go to for, for that abundant life. But that's where it is. Abundant life is with Jesus Christ. Isaiah 44:22. I have wiped out your transgressions like a thick cloud and your sins like a heavy mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. And God's word makes it clear. He redeems us. He is the one that brings us back to that relationship with him. And if you have a prodigal out there, I just want to encourage you to pray for that prodigal to come home. Uh, Isaiah 45, 8. Drip down, O heavens, from above, and let the clouds pour down righteousness. Let the earth open up, and salvation bear fruit, and righteousness spring up with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Again, God created everything. He is the one that is in control. And again, I go back to more scripture, Jeremiah 33, 3. Therefore, and again, people think that we can get away without a consequence. There's always going to be justice. If someone robs you or kills a relative or whatever, there needs to be justice. In a lot of our cities today, they don't have justice. People are getting hurt and people are being set free when they know that they're going to run or they're going to leave the country or whatever, leave the, leave the community. But God's judgment is perfect justice. And he doesn't judge anyone without giving them a chance to repent and come back to him. And I want to make it very clear. God doesn't send anybody to hell. He gives them a choice. He gives them limited free will. And it's their choice to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior or reject him. And I want to encourage everybody out there, no matter where you are, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And again, I'm not a preacher. I'm a businessman, but in politics, I want to encourage you as a, a person that loves you enough to tell you the truth, that you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's nothing more important because there's going to come a, a time when you're going to promote from this world and either you're going to promote to heaven or you're going to demote to the worst place, a place called hell. And I want you to be in heaven with me, with other relatives and family members that have gone before us. And I know everybody out there has families in heaven and has fa family members that are in hell because of their rejection of Christ. And I want you, I want you to be with me in heaven forever. There's nothing more important that you can do. And again, I want to thank you for listening to me. Remember, God is in control. He controls the boundaries of the sea. Man does not. They can try to convince us that you know, climate change is, 
is a reality that man controls, but he does not control it. Yes, I want clean water, I want clean air, but God controls the boundaries of the sea. And I want to say good day to to you, friends. I want to thank you for joining me today on Speak the Truth in Love with Clint Day on WCGA 1100 AM from St. Simons Island, Georgia. Remember, every day is a God day.